Hi, you're listening to Dr. Shamina Johnson, and this is Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina, the podcast that focuses on learning to become conscious and aware so that you can take control of your life in this very challenging world. So what do you say? Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina Johnson. I'm your host, Dr. Shamina, and I want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode. So I'll just jump right into it. You know, I've been thinking a lot on this particular topic, and, you know, I a lot of times when I think, and I'm about to record my podcast, like I just don't like to rush into anything. I like to lean back in my chair a little bit and just give myself an opportunity to think because I think there's a lot of great synergy that comes from that. And this is a topic that I've been thinking about for a while now, and it's been in the headlines. And, you know, I know some of you may be thinking like, this is a little late, but, and I probably could have talked about this a year ago, but I like to give it a lot of thought. And so what I want to talk about today is what's happening with men. I mean, seriously, like what's going on? I like to call them the lost boys. <laughs> you know, because in my work and in my practice, it's so evident, you know, that men are really struggling right now. I mean, I guess they have been struggling for a while. But I also hear from my female clients who are looking to, you know, they're looking for a partner. They want to be partnered up. They want to get married. They want to have children. But I also see this in the work that I do with couples that men are really struggling. And this was really highlighted, you know, during the pandemic in 2020, where I think a lot of relationships and marriages were in trouble because it was so evident that a lot of the pre-existing issues that were in the relationship became much more magnified when the pandemic hit because most couples, you know, you go to work, you come home, like you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't really hang out with friends and kind of offload the stress with friends and going out, going to the gym. You just had to be under one roof and share the space and manage, I think, issues that were already happening, really face them. Um, and I think some of that was compounded with marriages and couples that have children and how to navigate parenting and, you know, the shared, you know, um, routines of like who takes more of them, you know, the laboring, you know, and the parenting duties. But it was a lot of the stuff was pre-existing and it just became more magnified. But I will share, you know, some stats a little bit, which is that, you know, 43% of marriages end in divorce. I think some of you know that, but most divorces are really instituted by women over 70% sometimes. Um, but women, what I've seen is that women 
are usually carrying the dissatisfaction of their relationship for the most part. And I'm not saying that men don't, but I think women are usually carrying it and much more verbose about it. But I will say that if I had a quarter for every guy who dragged their woman into therapy, I would not be retiring (laughs) at all. But, you know, historically in I'm going to take you on a journey a little bit, but historically in the 50s and 60s, you know, think about it. It was a man's world. I mean, men were strutting around. They were posturing themselves. The world was pretty much tilted towards men. And what society and parents expected of men, boys, as opposed to women and little girls was just so different. You know, when I think back into my childhood, like I really loved math. I was, I would get so excited to do math equations. Um, I considered myself a little bit of a nerd, Um, but I was really good at it. And when I look back, I don't think I got a lot of attention. A lot of attention wasn't put forth in paying attention to a young girl who was good at math. And when you think about it, that translates into becoming a woman and, you know, women want an equal pay and jobs in science and math and leadership. But back then, a lot of women who were really good at this stuff, like math and science, like there wasn't a lot of attention paid to women. And when the feminist movement started to get traction, women dra- dramatically changed the narrative but men have not. And this is not my criticism, men. It's simply just a fact, a statement of fact that men have lost their way and have been, I think, struggling for many years. You know, women have become empowered. Women have moved into the workforce. Women no longer feel the need to have marriage, like financially support them in the way that they did in generations or two generations ago, ago, women have raised the bar. And what do I mean by that? Like in the 21st century, the bar has been raised to wanting, I think for women, wanting a more egalitarian, intimate relationship or marriage, being a team with each other. That's what they want. Women want also the long walks at the beach. They want a loving relationship. But In order to be lovers, you know, you have to act like lovers in a relationship. And in fact, I think the conundrum is pretty simple. Women want emotional intimacy from their men, which is more than most boys and men have been raised to give and deliver. I mean, men have been trapped in the mindset of 50s and 60s when they were, when there were really They were good at their jobs, and I think they had a strong sense of masculinity and felt very self-assured. Even if it was a blue-collar job, they really felt good about themselves. I mean, they could provide, they could walk with their head held high. But then when it all started to go away, you can see this in a very political way in the politics right now. When, When it all started to go away, you can see the anger in men by the choices and the decisions that they started to make, like they weren't feeling good enough 
at their work or in their relationships. Men just felt hollowed out and they didn't know what to do. You know, when I was dating, I would come across men who would approach me and they would lead with, you're so beautiful, you know, you're so beautiful. And now I know some of you might be thinking when you hear me say that it's it's just a compliment. And perhaps that I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. It is just a compliment. But when you question these things, it's like, why is it that the only thing that you're leading with? How come you're not leading with, hi, I just saw you and you seem to be like a nice person, someone that I would be interested in getting to know. Again, very normal. Not this blast of admiration, you know, um, or when I was dating, there was that guy that just wanted to text every morning, good morning, good night, with all these heart emojis and so forth, but never really asked to go on a date or curate a very conversation about getting to know myself or what they want. Now I know a lot of many women may be thinking like, this is harmless, but you may not have a lot of insight into this, but what I'm highlighting for you is that sometimes men have a tendency to mythologize women, create this idealized image of women and think that this is what is needed to please women. It's kind of like that guy that's on the dance floor that has a shtick, that one dance move that you do over and over and over again and hope that at some point someone will notice you and it'll land. But the truth is, is that shtick doesn't have any lasting power. And I think many men fall prey to this and box themselves in, into being this caricature version of themselves rather than just being a good, vulnerable human. You know, many men are insecure and that's fine. You know, 90% of the world is insecure. Just the same as women are insecure. It's the acting out to escape the bad feelings of insecurity and shame that becomes an issue because you try to be grandiose or being a caricature version of yourself. That's what becomes an issue. It's that men just don't know how to be vulnerable and real. And it's confusing when a man feels like they have to prove themselves when they don't feel good about themselves. All this anxiety about what to do and how to navigate relationships, it's, it's confusing for men because men just don't know how to just be, be emotionally and psychologically aware. Men feel that they have to just be powerful. And, you know, I think that's what happened with the Will Smith slap that happened months and months ago. I think Will Smith was just trying to find his manhood in that moment. It was a, it was a real tragedy to watch, you know, uh, shame on him for behaving that way. But on the surface, I can see how he got there. I mean, I don't know all the intricacies of his relationship with Jada, but he just was trying to find his manhood. Because I think men feel like they have, they've been taught to be this rock, be very powerful and macho. And it gets very confusing when a man is making lots of money and they're trying to feel good about themselves. Women feel this way too. 
But men don't know how to be emotionally sensitive, self-aware of their actions. They have to be stamped with this code of masculinity, which is to be invulnerable. Like the more invulnerable you are, the more manly you are. Which brings me to how men handle themselves, how they feel about themselves as they go through the world. You know, the real issue is one of self-esteem. You know, I'll say a few words about this, like real self-esteem, healthy self-esteem, which most men need to be taught in our culture, comes from the inside out. You have worth and dignity because you're here. You're a human. And many men in this culture are taught that their self-esteem is connected to their performance, which is the essence of invulnerability, which is like, I've got it. I'm perfect. I'm flawless. I got everything under control, which leads to a lot of anxiety. It's like going down a highway and then realizing that you're going in the wrong direction. (laughs) Because there's no place for doubt. There's no place for sadness and there's no place for fear. You know, when men can express and share their fragility and humanity, they can also be comforted. You can be advised. You can be kept company with and witnessed as a human being. You know, there are a lot of roles that can be invited in when you're vulnerable. When you're invulnerable, there are no roles except just being admired and adored when you're perfect. You know, it's, it's like the myth of Icarus. He flew too close to the sun and his wings melted and he fell and died. So many men have bought into the idea that you have to earn your worth and earn people's love. It's such a loss leader. You know, the simple answer is that men need to renegotiate, deconstruct their understanding of masculinity. You know, maybe go to therapy, maybe read some books, listen to some podcasts to be enlightened. It's not hard. And I can talk about this for hours, but I think men are really in trouble. I think men have to find their way and their needs to be a huge shift. The same thing, I think, happens. Same thing happened with women in the post-feminist movement. Finding their sisterhood, finding their value emotionally and economically. Men need to find their way in the same way to be more sensitive, more connected, more open. At a time when the kind of macho toughness and um, and vulnerability in the age of Trump has received so much support. But when you can break the mold... And begin to understand who you are and the circumstances that brought you to this place. Then you can set yourself back on track. Thank you for listening to Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina. Please don't forget to share this on social media and I'll catch you next time.